If you're a real estate agent who wants to sell more real estate, have more consistency with your transactions, have more free time, then this episode is for you. Stick around for five reasons why it's so hard to launch and grow a real estate team. Welcome to The Retu Show, the best podcast for solo real estate agents, showing you how to simplify and get consistency without building a giant team or creating complicated marketing funnels. It's time to become a real estate team of one with Darren Persinger. Five reasons why it's so hard to launch and grow a real estate team. But first, really, what is a real estate team? According to NAR, 2018 team survey, 26% of realtors are members of a partnership or a real estate team. So about a quarter. That feels like a lot, actually, to me, when you consider like how many agents are part-time dual career, not really producing. So let's get into what is the avenue? What is the way to get there if that is the way to get there? So a real estate team can be defined as two or more licensed real estate agents who are collaborating on prospecting, acquiring clients, lead generation activities, marketing activities under the supervision of a single managing member. Now, maybe at the top, there's going to be a shot caller. There'll be ultimately a CEO. And if there's not, that could be a real problem. I have some stories about that. That's not what this episode is for though, but just keep that in mind. There really needs to be one shot caller, one leader, and one person needs to be willing to take the lead and everyone else needs to be willing to follow their lead. Again, not the topic of this episode, but that's a good one that we'll get into at some time. Also on the idea of teams, I believe there are two types of models for teams. You have the leads team, which is the model where you're generating a ton of leads for all the other agents, like that's your main value proposition. And then on the other side is what I call a team lead. And they're more about branding. It's there. The, the way to tell the difference between those two teams is one, the agent's name, the team leads name is the name of the business, the name of the real estate team. The other is probably something like local team or local city team, local county team, something creative like power up team or something like that. So there's two models and you have to decide which one are you going to go to. And that's probably something that we'll go over in later episodes because there's really big pros and cons to each. There's one that I think is better than the other. And then there's reasons why I don't think you should do either of those and why you should be a real estate team of one, thus the name of my podcast and the coaching programs that we do. This is also something, these two different teams, different models of teams are something I go over in my $9 a month, better leads coaching and my premium coaching programs. You don't want to be building the wrong business. You don't want to achieve success and attain your goals. And then you realize that you're miserable doing this, the thing that got you there. And now this thing that you need to keep doing because it's built on top of you and building something like that, that you don't really want, you'll be building something that makes you miserable. And then you'll resent it eventually when you do get it, when, when you ever achieve that success, because time, it took time to get it. And now that time is gone and you're never going to get that time back. So you resent the thing that you built, you resent your success. 
there are many reasons why an agent would want to start a team. Maybe because they want more free time. Maybe they have so many leads, they can't service all of them. Maybe it's just their ego, or maybe it's insecurity. If they don't sell more, if they don't reach a certain number, if they don't do a certain number of transactions, if they don't do a certain volume, they feel like they're not enough. Why starting a real estate team is so hard. The real estate industry has a low barrier of entry, which means it's easy to get in and get started. For example, getting a cosmetology license in the state of Washington requires 1600 hours versus 90 hours to get a real estate license. This also makes making a living hard as a real estate agent because the market is flooded with competitors. Sure, it's easy to get into real estate. It's also really easy to end up getting out of real estate because of all the competition, all these competitors. And if you're able to squeeze out a living and then you decide you want to scale, you have an entirely new set of challenges. And these challenges I call the three reinventions. Again, that's something for another episode. It's not as easy as you get to the end of your journey, the end of your business model, the end of your capabilities, and you go, okay, I'll just take the next step. The three inventions involve scaling isn't just like taking the next step. It's really these three inventions where you have to burn everything down. You go back to zero and you start all over again and have a truly successful team. It takes these three reinventions. So back to topic, the biggest challenge is that a team can't be built in one day. It takes time to build trust with people and to develop the skills needed to work well together, to create that culture, to create the community of the team. That's a, an important component. The other challenge is scaling means you need more agents on your team than who you are currently working with and who you're working together with, because it's hard to keep up with all the leads coming in. So in this episode, we're going to cover five reasons why it's hard to launch and grow a real estate team. Number one, finding the time to grow the team while you're still selling real estate. You're struggling to grow your own real estate sales production while also trying to build a real estate team. You're operating two businesses. Plus you're trying to find time for yourself, health, family. You're trying to do too many things and you can't concentrate on one thing at a time. Dual career agents, I think, get a bad rep when we're always, not always, but many of us at many different times are working with dual clients. And then this agent that's trying to build a real estate team really is operating two different businesses. They're still in production. And then they're trying to manage this other business on the side of growth. This is why it's hard to ever get your real estate teams to grow because there's only so much bandwidth that you have in your day. It takes an immense amount of energy, focus, and commitment. It's hard enough to take care of your clients and make sure you have a full pipeline. But when you're trying to start a real estate team, all of that can be even harder. You don't have extra hours in a day, yet you still need more clients. You need to maintain, and there's no way around this problem. It's just reality. The problem is that most people don't have the time to learn new skills and take new action to build a real estate team. Number two, not having a good real estate recruiting plan. Let's assume you decide to go ahead and you start your real estate team. Now you need a good real estate recruiting plan. 
Real estate recruiting is hard. You have a dream of building a real estate team, but it's hard to recruit agents because no one knows who you are. You're starting at zero. You have no agents on your team. And when you're starting out, it can be hard to find agents who will work with you. They have choices and you don't have a track record of success of helping other agents yet. You have a lot of competition, but not much experience. Real estate recruiting is hard because the best candidates are already working for someone else. They won't leave their current role unless they get an even better offer from you. And even then it could take months or years to convince them that your opportunity is worth switching roles. It, it could feel like starting over for them. They have to transition everything that they did and join you. Most agents don't have the time it takes to figure out who they need in their teams. They want to grow as quick, quickly as possible, but it's going to take time and patience. In agents, people are attracted to successful people more than they're drawn necessarily to a product or service. So you can't shortcut this process of building a team that will eventually attract in new agents without a ton of effort. So if you don't have an established reputation yet, real estate recruiting is going to be difficult because most of these candidates, most of the recruits that you want are going to take time out of their busy schedules for someone else, unless they're confident that you can do something for them. How are you going to recruit? What's your offer? Why should someone join you versus someone else? Why should someone join you versus staying solo? Number three, not being a good leader or manager. In order to have a successful team, you must be able to manage. You must be able to lead. This involves being clear in your expectations for the work that people are doing, providing opportunities for their growth within their roles, holding them accountable, and then supporting them when they need it. When someone's not meeting these criteria or has a different style of how they learn or how they lead, it can be difficult to provide support to help that person thrive. And a lack of good management skills leads to less productivity because most people need constant feedback on how well they're performing at tasks assigned by you, by their manager, by their leader. They need the constant feedback. Otherwise, why would they be joining the team versus staying solo? If there's no opportunity for improvement made available through the training courses or meetings with managers, leaders, then employees, staff, agents get frustrated as they don't know where things went wrong or what changes should be made. This doesn't even cover human resources issue. This is just training and development, personal productivity, personal development. This doesn't cover human resources. And that's a whole other issue. That's a whole other channel when it comes to hiring, onboarding, firing employees. The skills that it takes to handle that in today's world is a whole other thing that I don't even know if I'm prepared to ever go into on the real estate team of one podcast. What I'm saying is that if you want to grow your team, then figure out what they need from you first. If there's training or feedback opportunities available, be sure to provide those with tools as tools so the staff, the agents, the employees have better understanding of where things went wrong, how they can improve in order for more for to be more productive with their work. And then encouraging any type of improvement by making themselves accountable 
provide feedback, provide ongoing feedback about tasks assigned and then holding them accountable to deadlines based upon what their goals are or what your benchmarks are, what your expectations are, comes down to a ton of communication. You want to make sure that people are doing what they need to do to succeed yet not burn themselves out and that they feel comfortable in their role, that they understand what their expectations are, they understand what your process, they understand what the systems were. So you want to watch things closely. Diving deeper into this idea, one of the reasons why it's hard to build a real estate team, number four is micromanaging the staff and agent. So when you do this wrong, you do it too much. Micromanaging is a real problem. It's the worst. It's especially a problem with real estate agents because let's be real here. The majority of real estate agents want autonomy. That's why they got started with a career in real estate anyways. Micromanaging makes it hard to retain your best people. And the problem with micromanaging is that it prevents you from identifying the things successful agents are doing and incorporate those strategies into your business model. You're not giving them the chance to learn, grow, and develop their skills because they're going to be too scared to do anything without you telling them what to do. They're going to be waiting around, sitting around, waiting for orders from you. It will take some time away from other tasks like marketing, sales outreach, which can hurt both income generation and relationships if all you're doing is focusing on micromanaging instead of doing the things that you're really good at unless the thing that you're really good at is micromanaging. And if that's the thing, I don't even know if that's a thing. I don't think that's a thing. I don't know if micromanage, being good at micromanaging is a skill set that will get you very far. Pro definitely not when it comes to building a real estate team. So this isn't good for you or for anyone on the team. The other side of that coin is number five, not holding the agents accountable to activities. So you don't want to micromanage them, but you don't want to give them so much rope that they get themselves into trouble. You don't want to just let them out and do their own thing. Cause if you don't hold your real estate agents accountable, it's going to make it harder for them to grow, to hit their goals. And for you to recruit any investments that you've put into recruiting, training, and your lead generation. For example, if you're not measuring your real estate team's productivity, it's easy for them to fall behind. And when they fall behind, this will lead to disappointment and frustration on their behalf, also on yours. So let's say you have a problem that you can't get your agents to follow up with their leads. What do you do? You're spending thousands of dollars every month to bring these leads in. And you know that your agents aren't following up with leads either in a timely or consistent way, or they're only cherry picking the best leads. What do you do? How do you handle those challenges? How do you bring it up of, Hey, I'm spending a ton of money on these leads and you're not doing your side of the job. You have to be able to hold them accountable. We could keep going. There's many other problems. There's many other challenges that you're going to face to growing and scaling a real estate team. These five are good to start. If you're frustrated being a solo agent, but you're not sure building a real estate team is for you, that's what real estate team of one is for. But a good place to start is with betterleadsandappointments.com betterleadsandappointments.com. It's $9 a month for coaching. It's a great place for anyone to start if you're just looking for better leads to get going in that direction. If you're looking for better leads, a way to generate more referrals, have some consistency in your business. If you're not looking for necessarily more as the answer, but better because you want 
time also, not just a full schedule, but a full pipeline. If you're not looking to build a giant real estate team because you also want lifestyle, Better Leads and Appointments is a great place to start. Thanks for listening to this episode of Real Estate Team of One. And when you're ready, here's three ways that can help you right now. Make sure that wherever you're listening to this show, you're subscribed. And if you see a thumbs up button somewhere, give it a strike that like button. You can also watch and subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is different than this. Visit darrenpersinger.com slash YouTube and join the $9 a month Better Leads Coaching. Visit betterleadsandappointments.com.